Now, the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Well, I got a little echo there. How about that? I don't know where that's coming from. Maybe from uh, back at the station. Uh, 919-860-9783. Mike Rayley here along with Rufus Edmonston and Paul McKenzie. Morning, Paul. Good morning. Rufus, you all right? I am fair to Midland. Fair to, that's the cotton... That's the cotton uh, well, now, that's condition. Up, uh, that's up hog. That's up hogs too. Hogs too. Midland, Midland's that good part of the hog. Oh, okay. Now, I, see, I was told that it was it was uh, had to do with the cotton market. <laughs> well, you that must be where you're from. <laughs> you're a different part of the state, my friend. We have we have cotton and peanuts and tobacco, or we did when I was growing up in Nash County and and to the east, but. I don't know. That we let's, let's just let it let it be for anybody that wants to use it. If they Midland, Midland, define what it is. Well, they use it on uh, Andy Griffith's show, Midland, and the bursitis. Well, I have. I think I got the bursitis yeah. this morning. Well, I used a, com a term the other day that you had never heard of. Maybe Paul has. My grandmother say used to say somebody say to her, "How are you?" She'd say, "As well as common." <laughs> You ever heard that, Paul? <laughs> I think I have. Well, yeah, I think I have. I know some common people, but uh, you know, it just at any rate, Andrea Lane, bail us out. We need a woman. <laughs> Andrea, hey, Andrea. There we go. Hello. Good morning. Uh, good morning to you. Good morning to you. Do you know the rest of it, Rufus? Good morning to you. Good morning. Uh, good morning. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's right. We've got that version too. I was thinking of a more elementary school version, I think. But at any rate, we'll hear that a little bit later. How's everything in the mountains? Andrea is our mountain correspondent. Uh, I sure am. Just sitting here staring at a mountain. <laughs> so uh, everything's sunny in the mountains this morning. Sunny and cool. Nicely cool. Yeah, we have we have some misty rain this morning. And it's about 70 degrees, <laughs> uh, at least so according to my automobile cool down in the thermometer. triangle as well. Yeah. So uh, we've had, you know, the last week and a half hasn't been too bad. It's been tolerable, or at least uh, the last mm -hmm. last week. In fact, this reminds me of a mountain morning with all the mist and a little cooler. Yeah, yeah, kind of, kind of a September morn. <laughs> Mm -hmm. As opposed to an August more. Maybe we're losing August really quickly. That's fine with me. I sure hope so. <laughs> yeah, the, so, uh, Paul, uh, how's everything? Summer this year. That's right. Uh, you're in Mitchell County, and Paul McKenzie is an extension agent in Warren and, and Vance County. How's everything up there? Oh, fabulous. Yeah, everything's, everything's going peachy. Um, the gardens at the farmer's market are looking fabulous. Uh, lots of stuff blooming. Master you want me to take a picture of you with that that uh, professional headset on so you can put it on your Facebook page? Oh, yeah, page? yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I've got my NC we'll, State shirt on, too. Golly, so we'll do it. Yeah, that is perfect. Yeah. yeah. Voice of the Wolfpack. Josh Logan, ladies and gentlemen. Absolutely. All right. So we got another, we got a mic for Josh right there. And you can pull it out and sit back. 
if you want to. We are so honored to be here, Josh. How are you doing today? Good morning, thanks. Glad to have you here at Logan's. Yeah, I don't know who brought the rain, but are we glad to have it or not? Well, we're always glad to have the rain, um, but we have a big day planned here at Logan's, and uh, we're, we're happy that the forecast is for improvement today. Uh, it's, not a, it's not a preventative rain. I saw plenty of people out enjoying the morning walking their dogs on my way in. Wipeout sale. Today is the wipeout sale. <laughs> this is an annual event that Logan's puts on, and uh, it, it's a once per year uh it's what it sounds like it's a wipeout sale we have uh, the entire store is 20 percent off today uh that's 20 percent off store wide and then um, each of our departments has clearance sections set up and in those clearance sections anything that's marked down with an orange sticker which there are tons to choose from are going to be an additional 50 percent off of the lowest marked price so uh, it's, it's quite a deal. You'll find uh, savings up to 75, 80% and, and more. So we're doing, uh, we're doing our summer wipeout sale. It's uh, our chance to kind of clean out the closets, uh, spring cleaning, if you will, in the autumn. And uh, a great opportunity for uh, our guests and the folks of Raleigh to come and, and find some great deals. And uh, this year in particular, we've seen a lot of excitement from folks um, looking to uh, take advantage of an opportunity to save on some really great items. So again, please come down to Logan's. We're located in the uh, Seaboard neighborhood right in downtown off of uh, Peace Street and Capitol Boulevard. Uh, our address is 707 Seamart Drive. That's spelled S-E-M-A-R-T Drive. Again, Logan Trading Company in downtown Raleigh. Join us for Wipeout today. 20% off store-wide, uh, up to 80% off on clearance items. So we'd love to see you. Disc jockey in residence. Yes, sir. You need some music to play. <laughs> well, Josh, I, I was out walking around yesterday, and I noticed that my Sasaqua camellias are setting buds now, and that's my favorite plant. I, I didn't get a chance to look this morning, but I assume you've got literally hundreds of camellias and I, I just highly recommend to people, you, how, how do you live without a camellia? I know. Uh -huh. And <laughs> they bloom, you got them uh, in all sorts of, the, of sizes, shapes. Uh, generally, as, as most gardeners know, the Sasanko is what I call a fall bloomer. Right. And uh, <clears throat> the Japonica spring bloomer. And you can almost cover a half a year with camellias. So... Do you have a sale on your camellias? Absolutely, because again, store-wide, 20% off today. Uh, and there may be some camellias that are more than 20% off. I, I haven't walked through that section uh, to see, but uh, every department here at Logan's has a, has a clearance section where items will be up to 80% off. But store-wide, 20% off. So absolutely, we have a great selection for you to choose from, both uh, Sanqua and we probably have some Japonica. Uh, camellias out there, although we'll be really uh, starting to load up on those in the coming months. Right. Well, why don't you explain to, I have a hard time explaining the difference between Sasanqua and Japonica, although I, I often say that I think my Sasanquas have more of a massive blooming 
than do the japonicas. What, what, just what's the difference? Well, the Sasenkos will tolerate full sun, won't they, Josh? They will. Yep. So, in very general terms, uh, the Sasenkos are the earlier blooming uh, or later blooming, depending on how you orient your year. They're the ones that tend to bloom in the autumn uh, into the early winter. Uh, they have, by and large, they have smaller leaves as compared to the japonica. And uh, most of them do uh, have, uh, they tend to display a, a greater number of flowers at any one time, uh, whereas uh, the japonica tend to have much larger flowers. Now, there are some exceptions, but those, those are the general ways that people distinguish them. The, the japonica tend to bloom what we call late winter uh, into, into early spring. And um, there are also some, some size differences in, in their growth habit. Um, but that, remind me of your name. Paul. Paul, Paul yeah. McKenzie. Thank you. Yep. Sorry, Paul. We, no we sat together before I was just yeah. having a moment. Yeah. Uh, as Paul was saying, uh, their, their sun tolerance tends to be that the japonica would prefer to have at least partial shade, uh, whereas the Sasenkwa can tolerate full shade, uh, full sun, excuse me. And, and it'll have a, a, a tighter growth habit, forgive me if I'm not using the correct horticultural term, but thicker foliage where it, could, right. it could even be grown as a hedge. That's right, absolutely. And we, we find that uh, for that reason that the Sasenkwa are uh, a good option for containers, um, not, not in the long term necessarily, um, but a lot of folks who are looking for some winter uh, color on their porch mm. uh, can use uh, a one or three gallon Sasenkwa camellia along with some, some pansies, some creeping jenny to create some color oh, flanking so their good. doorway uh, oh, going nice. into the, uh, the holidays. We, we have, I have one in particular that I love called uh, Yuletide. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's oh, called yeah. that. It's got that <laughs> NC State color. That's right. It does. It has uh, the, the red um, <laughs> petals with the uh, bright yellow stamens. Um, so it, it really makes a show. And um, it's called Yuletide, I think, both because of the red Christmassy color and the fact that it does typically, that it is typically in bloom uh, during the Christmas season. And uh, as I said, I, I love to suggest that option for uh, for folks who are, looking for a porch pot uh, option for the holiday season. Absolutely. Now, Andrea Mitchell, uh, Josh, is a master gardener up in Mitchell County. Uh, Andrea, do you uh, do all have camellias? <laughs> they grow pretty well up there? Uh, I don't think so. No, well, not, not where I am. So I'm, okay. um, Mitchell's a little higher than, like, Asheville. Um, Asheville, you might be able to grow a uh, camellia, but not where I am. Uh, we're about 3,500 feet. And so I actually fall into the Boone, hardiness zone of the six, six range. I've never seen camellias in Boone, and I always wanted to try to introduce one to my mother, so I took one up there several years ago, and it promptly died. Oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's and, so and disappointing. On the converse, it's one, one of the, I wanted to Yeah, it's one of the downsides of living in the mountains is that you can't grow things like camellias and, and even gardenias. You know, I, I haven't tried. Oh, yeah. There might be some that are on the cusp, but I haven't tried because... I, I I don't want to fail. <laughs> I, want I my thought garden they were to more grow. cold tolerant than that, Josh or Paul. I, I yeah. I guess not. I <clears throat> I think they're uh, they're zone six or seven okay. uh, plants. Yeah. In general. Which one is? 
Uh, yeah, the the uh, committee is six or seven. Okay, well, the plant toolbox says different. <laughs> well, plant toolbox says smarty pants toolbox. <laughs> I, I, I was I just pulling it up on my phone. Toolbox. What is it? What does it say? I haven't it gotten says there yet. Seven B. Seven B. Well, seven B through nine A. So that uh, that just means, as Paul, you know, could attest, is if I found a protected spot on my land for a camellia and really nurtured it, it it may very well do fine. Well, that protected spot. But I'm too insane. lazy for that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. But there's so many other plants to grow. <laughs> Paul, uh, I mean, uh, Josh. The, the weather we've been having, you're a frustrated meteorologist. Tell us about this odd weather we're having for August. Well, uh, uh, many of our listeners will probably uh, remember Greg, Fr- Greg Fischel, who was uh, for many years the chief meteor- meteorologist at WRAL. Um, I have no personal connection to Greg Fischel other than that I grew up watching him and love him. Uh, so this is Me not, too. This is not a... Uh, anyway uh, self-serving promotion but greg fischel's actually started to offer weather forecasts for central north I carolina saw again. that it's on some sort of uh it's an online platform and uh i think there's a subscription a very minimal subscription very minimal free. yes um but anyhow since i'm a weather geek and have always loved his forecast and, and always really appreciated his um style of delivering weather forecasts it's not just um a forecast but a teaching tool yes i subscribe to that um and anyhow that's a long introduction to say that for several weeks now he's been uh kind of keeping tabs of this summer as compared to other years um 2010 i believe it was is the year that that set the record for 90 degree days in uh in the summer right and uh 2011 uh, had a very similar number of 90 degree days, actually more than than 2010 through August. But then uh, those two years had drastically different uh, late summers. Uh, after we got to the first of August, uh, 2011 only had six more days uh, above 90, whereas 2010, that set the record, ended up having something like 38 more days after August the 1st. So anyhow, it was kind of interesting to, to, to watch his uh, analysis of those two years that had very similar beginnings but very divergent uh, endings to the summer. And uh, it looks like we're following the path of, of 2011 where, um, where again, he's, he said that year it didn't reach 90 degrees but six days after uh, 2011. It's interesting. Um, you know, the weather, something that uh, folks who, who pay attention to the weather very much will, will notice is that um, there's a lot of rhyming in, uh, in weather patterns. Uh, there are no two years that are exactly alike, but if you observe um, a host of factors, you'll find that there's a, often a lot of rhyming, if you will, in the weather patterns. Uh, in the weather business, they call that analogs, where you uh, measure a, a whole host of, of input factors, and you can find that uh, in 
in the history books there are other years that have those same factors and that gives you a, a pretty good indication of where things might be going uh, temperature being just one of those uh, particular inputs so it, it definitely looks like we're uh, we are on the backside of the summer heat uh, wise but interestingly and hopefully not a part of the rhyming this year some of those years that uh, that had the real hot early summer and then a cooler uh, August and September uh, also ended up having a, a significant uptick in the tropical activity which we mm -hmm. have seen very little of thus far uh, thankfully well Josh I got a question for you um, as an amateur you being an amateur meteorologist you know one thing with, with our climate warming uh, it seems like I'm hearing that we're going to be getting um, uh, rainfalls that have heavier intensity and other things happening. What are gardeners going to need to be doing moving forward to adjust to some of the, the trends that we're seeing? Uh, it's an interesting question, and uh, the, the climate question is a, a pretty complicated one because that climate is, a, is a, on time scales of, of decades or, or longer, uh, whereas uh, in, in the weather business, weather is a, is a right now, the next several days, next oh. several months oh. time frame, and is a, the, our, our track record at predicting weather is, uh, is better than our track record at, at predicting climate, and I think that both still have room for improvement. Um, but what I would say is that um, <laughs> in our particular uh, area, the things that gardeners can be doing is the things that they really should be doing uh, regardless of climate, which is uh, amending their soils. Uh -huh. uh, because as everybody sitting around this table knows, in central North Carolina we have uh, the blessing of uh, extremely rich soil, mm -hmm. but clay is not, uh, is not a soil that drains particularly well, and so it presents real problems for the gardener um, because of uh, either either being um, prone to shed water very easily if it's not been uh, cultivated. Slow, slow percolation in, into the soil. When, very you get slow that, when you get those high intensity rainfalls, you're getting a lot more runoff than you would, say, if you were at the beach uh, and you had That's a good right. sandy soil. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and the, that same factor leads to challenges uh, when the topsoil has been cultivated, um, but uh, the gardener hadn't been careful to um, to dig a hole in, in a way that really cooperates with the plant's growth habit and they end up getting water accumulating below the surface, which is a real challenge that we see um, leading to root rot and other issues uh -huh. here in the area. So one of the, uh, one of the sponsors of this program over the years has been a company called Permatil. Um, and they, uh, they have a, a product that's a, an expanded shale item it's a, a very porous rock material kind of almost like volcanic rock um, that's a great option uh, for folks to integrate into the soil uh, and it benefits the plants in a lot of ways it, it helps promote good drainage uh, good aeration in the soil and um, when used in in uh, great concentrations it's also been known to discourage burrowing animals like voles from uh, digging around the plants right um, but there are tons of other options a, a good uh, organic option that we use and recommend quite a bit here at Logan's is using 
uh, aged pine bark nursery finds, uh, mixing that in with your native soil. It serves the same purpose. doesn't have any uh, vol deterrent uh, qualities, but it's an inexpensive option for uh, loosening and lightening our soils. And I think another thing folks are going to have to be cognizant of is that our, our, our timing of pest control, whether it's for weed management or insect management or other things, things are going to shift um, likely. And, and so it's going to take some closer attention on the part of gardeners, you know, getting that crabgrass preventer out earlier and, you know, being attuned to when the insects are coming and, and those kinds of things. That, that's a great observation, and, and that is uh, one of the more measurable um, uh, attributes of, of some of the climate um, fluctuations, I would say, um, is that, and this, this is an interesting thing that if you look at the history of uh, climate in any one particular region, uh, there is a certain variability where where it seems like things come in waves and there's a, a tide that comes in and a tide that goes out. And one of those uh, fluctuations is which months uh, comprise the winter months. Uh, whereas in my father's childhood, uh, winter tended to be a uh, December, January, February centric season in the last 15 to 20 years in particular uh, the winter months or the cooler months have actually tended to be January February and March um, and uh, that is something that uh, there is not there's not a great amount of evidence to tie that to climate change as much You're as about just 30 the, seconds the variability within seasons but there is some very clear evidence that uh, December's have been warming huh. and March's have been cooling. Huh. Well, we've proven one thing during this half hour that uh, Josh Logan is very intelligent. <laughs> I, I appreciate it. I feel like I've been to school this morning. Yeah. Also, I agree with his father about that uh, business. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm of that era. Abs absolutely. <laughs> now, we are in real trouble, however, because uh, Rick uh, from the Seaboard Cafe has brought donuts and Big John has brought us uh, a cake or a pie. Key, key lime pie. Uh -huh. So... How are we supposed to deal with this? I don't know. Folks we'll, should come out and help us eat them. <laughs> yeah, that'd be fine. I, I'd appreciate that. Go ahead, Jeff. You can have one. <laughs> More of the Weekend Gardener coming up here on WPTF. Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. All right, we're back on WPTF at one of our favorite places, Logan's. And sitting in one of our favorite restaurants... At least mine, and I'm, I'm sure Josh, is uh, the Seaboard Cafe, which has a, a rich history. And darn it, Rick brought uh, uh, he, uh, these are Krispy Kreme donuts. I mean, you can spot them a mile away. Also has a rich history. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, we better take a phone call. Lonnie's been waiting a while. Lonnie, thank you so much. How you doing? I'm fine. You're not Lonnie Poole, are you? No, Lonnie Arnett. Lonnie okay. Poole was a friend of mine. Well, uh, he has a fine golf course. How about James yeah, Arnett? A, uh, oh, that's Arnett. That was Gunsmoke, wasn't it? <laughs> no, not Arnett. Yeah, yeah. yeah, his was Arnett. Mine is Arnett. Oh, okay. How, how can we help you, Lonnie? 
I have a lady friend that I call around. She's been a friend of mine for quite some time. And uh, she has a bush that has um, woolly worms on it, is what I call them. They have eat everything on the bush, and she's wanting to find out how to get rid of them. Uh, what color are they? Black and brown. I have seen fall webworms active already. Uh, what, do you know what kind of bush it is? Uh, I, I was, had it on my mind when I called y'all. And, and I'm is it, do you know if it's evergreen or deciduous? Uh, I think it's the last one you just said. Drops it leaves uh, in the winter? Sir, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. All I can tell you is. Is it an azalea? Uh, she said it's full of, yeah, I think that's what it is. She said it's full of brown worms, uh-huh. woolly worms. Hmm. Well, they've got a woolly worm contest up in Banner Elk every year. To see what them. do they attack up there? <laughs> I was thinking that. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. Well, she wants to find something that will get them off of there and not kill the pets that's coming in and out of the yard, the birds and everything. Well, she could she could hire you to come in and pick them off and get rid of them. Well, if it's a um, if it's a caterpillar of some type, then something like um, Dipel or Worm Whipper. I don't know what you sell here, Josh, um, but one of the BT products. Um, that's not going to hurt your pets. Yeah, it's a very low toxicity right product. It, you know, organic gardeners use it. What which one do you sell here, Josh? Well. Dipel is uh, is just one of the names under which it's marketed. We uh, we have a bag of dry powder uh, BT that's called Dipel, uh-huh. but then we have a liquid uh, form of the of the same ingredient, and it's marketed as BT. BT just stands for the uh, the name Bacillus thuringiensis, which is just that particular kind of naturally occurring beneficial bacteria and uh the reason it's it's used so much in uh in uh, gardening particularly in organic gardening is because it has an effect on caterpillars and worms but really doesn't affect uh other other critters uh-huh. so it's a uh, it's a great uh low risk low toxicity yeah. option and it's and it's pretty effective uh, with caterpillars and worms. I'd probably use the liquid formulation for for this instance, and and you want to get good coverage of the foliage on the plant because that's how the caterpillars ingest the product is is they they eat the treated foliage. Um, but that should work pretty well. Have you seen any kind of silky, spiderwebby type nests uh, in the in the shrub? Lonnie? Sir, I, I don't know. Okay. I, I don't know about that. I haven't. I, I'm going to call her and talk to her and find out what kind of bush and what it's doing, and then I'll get back with y'all. Yeah. Well, I, I think probably uh, that's not necessary. Just get some uh, Dipel or some something that has the Bacillus thuringiensis, the BT in it. And okay. that will not harm anybody or anything except for the the worm. Yeah. Uh, it would be nice to identify it, but if they are, we assume that they are making holes in it. In the well, I don't leaves know of the what plants. she's doing. She, 
she just told me they were there, and she's scared to death of them worms. <laughs> oh. Yeah. All right. Well, she doesn't want to pick them off. Well, okay. well if it's a caterpillar, um, then the the the, the BT that yeah. that Josh carries here would work. Um, it's not likely it's going to become a butterfly or something like that. Well, it'll turn into some type of moth. moth. But yeah. Yeah. Um, if it's if it's start damaging the plant, then I would go ahead and treat. Yeah. Whether it's whether it's here at Logan's or uh, or somewhere else, you should find BT mm-hmm. to be some something pretty easy to locate. Uh, yeah. Like I said, we do have it here at Logan's, but most uh, hardware stores will have something that has BT in it. Certain, right. Certainly, any any garden center would. Absolutely. Um, and oh. since we're on that subject, I would just mention something that's uh, seasonally relevant. Is uh, a lot of folks are starting to plant their fall. Uh, veggie gardens right now they're this is the time to be planting your leafy greens lettuces cabbage collards and such and bt is something handy to have in your garage or in your shed um, because it will also effectively control the little cabbage worms that people are are almost certain to face at this time of the year when it's when it's still warm uh, warm excuse me uh, you'll see the little white moths uh, hovering above your cabbage and collard plants, and about ten days later, you're going to have worms because those moths are laying eggs, and um, and those worms left unchecked will will eat your crop right up. So Absolutely. spreading a little diapel dust or some BT would I would be a good trick. I keep a bottle handy right in the garage. Just. Yeah, Lonnie, does that help? Yes, sir. I think it does. I can tell her and. You know, tell her what to do, and I appreciate y'all's help. I listen to y'all most of the time. I drive a cab, so don't have much time to listen. Well, God love you, man. That's a that's that's quite a job. You've seen a lot, I'm sure. So uh, yeah, you're a good friend. You're a good friend of this uh, nice lady, and so yeah, give her that information and let us know uh, if we can be of any other help. I sure will, sir. And I appreciate y'all's show and the, and the business and. I thank you very much for helping me. Well, you're very welcome. Bless each and every one of y'all. Same to you, Lonnie. uh, Y'all to death. She got a book. She bought a book from somebody, but um, I can't. uh, I know y'all's name, but I just can't think of the one that's got the book out (coughs) the cook. I asked Rufus Edmonston. Rufus, yeah, and she's got that. Uh, I had to go pick that up for her, so she's well, bless she her loves heart. this show. <laughs> well, tell her thank you so much for being part of our family, because that's our listeners are our family. I sure tell her, sir, and I hope y'all have a blessed week and a month and that old life. It will be good. Thank you, Lonnie. Amen. You have a nice day, too. Thank you. What a nice Take guy. Take care. Nice. Yeah, Bye-bye. thank you. Well, I... Next time I take a cab, I hope it's Lonnie. Yeah. <laughs> um, Steve is with us. Steve, good morning. Hey, guys. Hey. You were talking about the uh, clay soil a while ago. One of the first things I learned when I got here uh, from uh, Tennessee was the clay, fo- clay pot effect. That if you're digging a deep hole for like a... Uh, a shrub or something, if you don't take a pickaxe or something and break up the sides of the hole, uh, you're going to basically make a clay pot that collects water, and it'll drown your plant. So that is something that uh, you need to keep into consideration. 
because when you shovel, the shovel creates smooth sides down the side of the hole. So if you don't take something and break up that uh, side, it will not drain properly, and uh, it does it does work. So it, it there. Yeah, that's yeah, a that's yeah. a great point, Steve. Uh, you know, we I like to encourage people when you're planting a tree or a shrub, you need to dig a wide hole, not a deep hole, and that's that's kind of exactly what you're talking about there. Yeah, Andrea, were you going to say something? No, no, I was just going to agree. It's a great point. Yeah. Well, uh, another also, thing to get back on the on camellias. That lady has webworms. I mean, that's, yep. they're out there. I've got them in my yard. Yep. I basically take uh, insecticide, stick it up inside the web, and just spray the inside of the web, and that usually kills the uh, worms. Yeah. Without well, she wanted to make sure that it was something that wouldn't affect pets. So uh, we, that's why we recommended the Bacillus thuringiensis. Now, well, I'll Paul, be seeing Paul you guys not. in about an hour or so, so uh, we're coming up there. All righty, yeah, we'll Steve. Well, yeah. we'll be okay. looking forward to seeing you. I, I got a cataract removed yesterday, or a day before yesterday. Uh-huh. And I am, it is amazing the clarity in my right eye now. Wonderful. Literally. That's what I hear. Everything the, is in, in the color and the, uh, oh, it's, I'm, I'm amazed how quickly it's recovered. So I'm, I'm, so, uh, I'm I'll be, uh, I'll be actually seeing you guys in living color in a couple of okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's great, Steve. Well, we'll right, see you we'll a little later. All right, buddy. Bye-bye. Bye. 919-860-9783. It's the wipeout sale. Uh, get up to 80% off, 20% off store-wide, 50% off orange sticker items. Biggest sale of the year, Josh. It is. <clears throat> we do this once a year, uh, and today's the day, so we invite everyone to come down to Logan's here in downtown Raleigh. 20% off store-wide. That's uh, virtually everything in the store is at least 20% off, uh, and uh, we have... In our clearance sections, anything that's that's already marked down today only will be an additional 50% off of the lowest marked price. That means that uh, some items will be 80% or more off of their original price. And it's not just one or two items. We have uh, hundreds if not thousands of items that are uh, greatly marked down. People look forward to this event uh, throughout the entire summer. So please come join us and you'll have a chance to meet uh, Mike, Rufus, and the team. Uh, at Logan's today, uh, we're here from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. in downtown Raleigh. I might give you a piece of uh, key lime pie <laughs> while it lasts and donuts. Yeah. So uh, Cookie Crumbs is going to be here from 11 till 3. What is Cookie Crumbs sale? Cookie Crumbs is a, is a Raleigh-based small business that uh, sells all kinds of Delightful uh, baked goods uh, to add to the uh, donuts and key lime pie. If you're uh, looking to to have uh, your sweet tooth treated, uh, Cookie Crumbs, they make cakes and cookies and all kinds of uh, tasty treats. And then I think our... Uh, stairway to Vegin food truck. Yeah, Stairway to Vegin. Now, that that has a huge following, and it's a, it's a food truck that yeah. offers... Um, 
everything on their menu is uh, veggie based, um, but they have some awesome creative uh, sandwiches and, and other items, and people will come from all over Central North Carolina to follow these guys. So uh, if you are a vegetarian or if you uh, just enjoy veggies, uh, check them out. They'll be here today from noon until 6 p.m. And, of course, the Seaboard Cafe, you just can't get any better than than Rick's offerings here. Absolutely. A classic Raleigh lunch spot. It sure is. All right, uh, at Logan's, downtown Raleigh. More of the and Rufus just backed up his chair. <laughs> yeah, we need a beeper when you do that. Uh, it's eight fifty one for the weekend. Gardener coming up. You're listening to the longest running gardening show on the radio. It's the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. All righty, we're back on WPTF, 919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTF. Rufus has left. Josh has left. Josh went to eat breakfast. Uh, <laughs> Rufus is is cutting deals somewhere. Um, no doubt. So uh, we got, we're so glad Miss Andrea is sticking with us. So you Thank got you. sunshine up there. What's the temperature? Uh, it's in the low 60s, about 64. That's 64. That's not bad. So, Andrea, you're a Master Gardener volunteer with the Extension Center up there. What kind of projects do, do you all have going on up there? Well, we actually, we just the program just started. I moved here from Durham in um She in helped start it. And uh, there was no program here. So I was kind of crying. <laughs> there was no, there wasn't even an extension agent, uh, you know, an ag agent at the time. Very, you know, very small uh, program. And uh, in the next few months, an agent was hired, and uh, I got in touch with him, and I said, "Hey, you want a master gardener program? I'll help you start it." So we just had our, um, we finished our uh, our training in May, and we have um, thirteen interns who are working, you know, to to finish their 40 hours uh, to get certified for next year. So we've been doing, um, we, you know, there's a lot of festivals up this way. So we've had booths at the, the festivals to uh, answer questions. And we've had, uh, you know, good reception there. Uh, we had the Rhododendron Festival in uh, June. So we really, um, you know, mentioned that toolbox again. We, we, uh, we updated all the records on, uh, the Rhododendron records on the, on the toolbox, uh, not the, Mitchell, but I, that's another committee that I serve on for um, master gardening. And Fantastic. Now, Paul to, is a big the, advocate of the, uh, the, the plant toolbox. The, the NC State Extension yeah. Plant Toolbox. It is a data online database of uh, over 4,000 plants that are grown in North Carolina, uh, everything from vegetables up to trees and everything in between, flowers. Uh, you can use it Beans. to learn more about a specific <laughs> yeah. plant. You can also use it to identify a plant that you've seen and, and you know the characteristic, but, but you don't know what it is. And you can also do it, use it to select a plant for your garden or landscape based on the type of characteristics that you're looking for. Tremendous yeah. tool. That, and, you know, I could give you the website, but just, just do a search for NC State 
plant toolbox. All right, uh, Andrea, we're going to take a break and be back after the 9 o'clock news from Logan's in downtown Raleigh after Rufus finishes laughing. More of the weekend. (laughs) 